fire is strong. I remain on. I remain Through on. Through the fire and stone, I remain on. Uh, trial by fire. Trial by fire. It's the trial by fire. It's the trial by Through the fire and storm, I remain on. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Armchair Bookers Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Joslin. It is great to be talking wrestling, especially this episode, because it is all about NXT No Mercy. What an event. What an event. Got all really, um, you know, I'm going to put a pin in it, uh, because goodness gracious, like I said, what an amazing premium live event. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to hop in right now. The show started off with uh, Baron Corbin versus Braun Breaker. Um, it felt like, it, I believe it's a heel versus heel match, really. Um, you know, Corbin obviously is a heel. He's always going to be a heel. Um, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit more at length in a second, but a uh, great match, hard hitting, um, fun fun spots, fun power spots. Um, the uh, the putting Braun Breaker through the announce table was amazing. I mean, Corbin had him up. He came down. Breaker came down fast through that table. It was a really cool um, choke slam sl- uh, spine buster type of move, and it was it was awesome. Really really cool. Um, I think the the right result. With Baron going over, spoiler alert, um, this gives Breaker a chance to kind of reestablish certain aspects of his character. Um, I think Baron Corbin is massively underrated. Miz and Baron Corbin up there to, to be top of my list of people that are going to go down as, as consistently underrated um, by the fans, I think, primarily. Like, they get, you know, maybe even for for Corbin, maybe even by WWE, but he's he's got all the tools to work with everybody. I mean, you look at the roster of people that he's worked with, um, the character evolutions that he's gone through, he just rolls with it. And I think that he commits and he's a great natural heel. Uh, I can't say enough about Baron Corbin. I think he's he's great. The new tattoo on the back is nasty. Sick with it. Uh, Braun Breaker, obviously, superstar written all over him. The look, the new ring gear without the, um, the, the splashy colors. Bring it back to kind of like an old school feel to them. Um, I, I, I love it. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go. Um, keep him out of the title picture. I think that once he, you know, when he, with his, when he was a champ, it was very dominant. You know, he was a dominant, uh, uh, champion losing the Hayes was the right decision. And let's not go back to that. Uh, Ooh, well, we do have, I almost spoiled the end of the show. Not going to do that. Well, towards the end of the show, not going to do that. Going to go match match here. Um, okay, so, like I said, uh, right result, um, you know, Corbin establishing himself on, on NXT as, the, as a, um, um, a superstar builder. I think he has that ability. I think he did it on the main roster with who he worked with, and I think that he's going to do it and has already in NXT. Um, great, great start to the show. Um, really, for me, it set the tone for, what, uh, for um, the show feeling or my excitement for the show to be more of an old school black and gold NXT takeover event. We're going to just see really great matches with great storytelling. Um, and this match started that off and, um, and I <laughs> very happy, very, very happy. Um, <coughs> second, <coughs> excuse me, second match of the night, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Trick Williams versus, uh, Dominic Mysterio for the North American title. Man, what a match. I just, 
Trick Williams has it. It, capital I, capital T, the look, uh, big on storytelling, his ability to tell the story, his story uh, with Carmelo and, and him trying to establish himself as a, as a singles wrestler. Um, Trick and Carmelo, uh, throughout their whole time in NXT, have been a tag team, primarily with Trick being the mouthpiece, the hype man for Carmelo, and phenomenal at it. His abs, holy cow. Uh, like I said, he has it top to bottom. Um, the match was terrific. Um, uh, you know what? I'm checking my notes here. It, it was an adequate match. I should say it was an adequate match. Uh, it was more about the story development and, and the, the next progression of the story for both Trick and for Dominic Mysterio. Dropping the belt uh, to the right person. Absolutely to the right person. I'm curious what this brings for Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio uh, in NXT. I wonder if this is the end of that run. Um, and they're, you know, they're moving back to the main roster focus. I hope not. I think that Mysterio is great to pop in on NXT. Um, I think that his style and, you know, the, the youth, really, more than anything, just watching the future go against each other here uh, with Dominic Mysterio already being established um, and still being really early. So to see some of these possible long-term or down-the-road feuds when uh, some of the, the uh, folks in NXT move up to the main roster... Like I said, like like this one with, with Trick Williams, um, it would be a great thing to revisit once he gets up to the roster and uh, Dominic Mysterio still doing what he's doing. I'm going to assume he's still going to be a heel because, man, did this he draws heat like, wow. Um, he doesn't get a word in. You can't, they won't, the fans will not let him speak. Booze upon booze. Uh, he plays it so well. And I don't feel like it's Xbox. X-Pac heat, which back in the day is, is a term for saying, like, we just flat out don't like you. We don't want to watch you go away. Um, always not not a fair thing for X-Pac. Um, another underrated uh, wrestler. Anyway, um, he has legitimate heat. Tough thing to get nowadays because, um, you know, most people cheer for the villain. Not Dom, man. Dirty Dom has established that nobody's going to like him. It's going to be. It's going to take something huge, I think, to to turn him face. Um, and and by no means is that even in the cards or in the future. And nor should it be. So if it is, don't do that. I really can't. I can't imagine that it is. He is just over, over, over as a heel. Um, like I said, the match was adequate. Uh, I I just think that. Um, I don't know, with, with Trick going solo, and his matches, you know, weekly have been really, really, really good. Um, this match, I, I think it was just, it was just that. It was, it was really, really good, but I put the adequate tag on it because they're following up an amazing match between Breaker and Corbin. Breaker and Corbin, you know, sold me on this being a little bit more of an old-school NXT with some, like, crazy action in the ring. This just had it. It was a good match. Adequate match. Um... Moving on to a, a big four-way tag team match. Creed Bros uh, versus um, the D'Angelo family, who were the champions, versus Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza. I'm sorry if I say those names uh, not well. <laughs> um, and then Out of the Mud, uh, which is a new faction between Scripps, Price, and Nima. Um, let me start at the top here. Uh, the Creed Brothers are, have a super-duper future ahead of them. They are um, phenomenal technical wrestlers, but they can fly around too. I'm not sure if it's Judas or Brutus, which one can, um, can, comes off the top rope. 
but they are great at getting the crowd hype. Crowd hype. They're great um, because they are brothers. You feel that chemistry between them. They look like they just have a blast. Um, their move set is smooth because they have a great background in amateur wrestling, which which shines the room. I love them, uh, and they have that old school tag team feel to them, where you know tag team specialists wrestling, which is a, a dying art. But I know Sean. Michaels, who's running NXT, and I know Triple H, they do have a soft spot for the tag team division, and I think that they, uh, this, uh, the Creed Brothers could be that anchor, it could be that FTR team for WWE, uh, FTR for the Revival, well, I mean, they just go for FTR, uh, F the Revival, bad word, uh, and they're in NX, uh, AEW, used to be in NXT, used to be in WWE, they moved over to AEW, but like I said, Creed Brothers could be um, the FTW for WWE. Um, the, the D'Angelo family, Stax and Tony, Tony D'Angelo, um, great gimmick, especially for NXT, because it is a bit over the top, mafia, you know, you have to suspend disbelief and believe that these guys are wrestlers and, <laughs> uh, mobsters. They are the faces right now, and I think that's great, because they just have a great swagger to them for the character, you know what I mean? Like, it does fit, the character fits the, the gentleman playing the characters, and uh, they carry it well. Um, the the setup, the build-up to this four-way match was so much fun. Uh, cheesy, you know, cheesy, because, again, it's, it's a mafia family type of scenario, but that doesn't matter because it's wrestling, and this fits for wrestling. Sorry about the news in the background. I'm actually outside recording today. John, sorry if, he, uh, sorry if John wasn't able to get it all out. There's a lot of noise going on in the background here. Uh, but it's just too nice. North Jersey's been raining for the past two weeks, so it's nice to be outside. That's why you might hear some some birds of flutter in the background. Uh, back to the match. Um, the the lead up, yes. Uh, the final segment was Tony the the D'Angelo family having a dinner. You know, a mafia style, low light. Uh, you know, candle. You know, um, candle tablecloth style restaurant. Um, that's a big old bus. Um, so they, they were hosting a dinner. The Creed brothers come in. They make their case for a match. Humberto Carrillo and Angel come in. Adam and Mud come in and say that no matter what, they're taking the belt. So it's either they're in a match or they're taking it anyway. Really cool moment. They all toast their glasses and agree. Let's go to work. Let's, this, is, this is the match that needs to happen. Uh, I loved that. I really, really did. It's, uh, and it led into what, and what ended up being a phenomenal match with no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, in my mind, it was going to be great. All four teams are hungry. NXT, like I said, with the tag team division, really allows the growth there for them. Um, really allows for some great matches to happen with uh, different teams. I mean, this had all four, but they have been able to rotate through the teams nicely and give everybody um, um, a highlight. They did it in this match where all the, the teams got their big moves in. Um, just, a, just a fun match. Chaotic from the beginning to the end. Uh, at some point, Tony D'Angelo gets hurt and has to be taken to the back. Uh, it makes an amazing, triumphant return after probably about five or six minutes. Comes down the, the, the uh, ramp, pushing people out of the way. No, this is my match. I'm, I'm getting back in there. He actually drops an F-bomb. I'm getting the F back in there. Uh, just cool because, you know, they, they don't curse. This was just him in full focus mode. You know what I mean? Like... He, in that moment, he's Tony D'Angelo. He's not just some, some guy wrestling. And I love when that happens. 
um, it's just a cool moment because you, you forget. It allows you to forget. I mean, they forgot, but they're, you know, that it's a, that it's a scripted show. It allows you to forget it. It's just really cool. Um, the four-way superplex was a huge highlight. Um, off the top rope, all the teams um, get put, put in, uh, excuse me, <laughs> superplex off the top rope. Um, all four teams executed one. It was just cool. Hit, uh, triggered the This Is Awesome chant. Just, um, just a great match. Like I said, phenomenal. Um, getting to end. Chaos. Exactly what you want from a four-team tag match for the belts. Um, especially in NXT, they let these teams get after each other. Um, and like I said, everybody got, everybody got their spots. Out of the Mud has a great future. I didn't realize how, how huge Price and Nima are, so, you know, height-wise and, you know, mus- uh, body shape, you know, muscular-wise. They're big guys. Um, seeing them go up against the, the Creed Brothers was really cool. Lots of power in, in uh, between those teams. Uh, Stax and, and Tony come out with the belts, keeping them. Great, great, great decision. Let them keep it. Let the teams rotate in. Like I said, everybody gets a chance at the belts. And uh, they've made it. Uh, the, the Angelo family plays that well. That, you know, uh, as faces who are tough and who, who keep, you know, who are the champs, they, they win. Um, still being those humble champs. We're like, yeah, we're, we're going to fight. Step up. We're going to show everybody that we're the champs by, by beating everybody. Uh, big fan of when, when they allow that to happen with the teams, with, with face teams. Different than what we're seeing on the main roster with the Seth versus Shinsuke. I guess that's a different com- uh, conversation, but uh, maybe for my next episode. This is going to be a two-episode week um, NXT review, and I'll talk about my other episode of the, uh, that I'm releasing this week a little bit later. Um, next match, Butch with Tyler Bate versus Noam Dar with Metaphor. Uh, Metaphor is Lash. Uh, legend, Jakarta, I'm sorry, Jakarta Jackson, Ora, Oro Mensa, and uh, Noam Dar. This was for the um, Heritage Cup Championship. It's a really cool concept. Uh, I have all the rules here. I'll, I'll run through them on the, the quicker side. Um, but it's a European-style uh, match. Uh, it's specifically for the, the Heritage Cup, which is a Euro- European Cup. Um, like I said, really cool, really cool rule. So the matches are two out of three falls. All right. Um, they consist of six, three minute rounds, 20 second breaks in between falls count. Uh, falls can be won by pinfall submission or count out. Once a fall occurs, the round ends 20 seconds. The next, uh, round starts. The match ends once a wrestler has won. Uh, well, I mean, a best of two falls. It says two falls. They have to win. Um, so there are ties, you know, a, a round can end without, without a, uh, a victor. Um, in the event of a disqualification or knockout, the match instantly ends uh, without the, two fo- the need for the two falls. If all six rounds are completed, whoever is head of in the fall, so, you know, one nothing, that uh, wrestler wins the match. And in this case, not just the match, the Heritage Cup. Very cool-looking trophy. Um, uh Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate have history against each other, with each other, legitimate history as, as friends going back into the Indies and years and years and years ago. Um, watch any of the matches that they've had against each other. Butch versus Tyler Bate, holy cow, you want to see European strong style, they bring it. Moves like, just, just power moves that are incredible. Strength, you know, moves that are really based off of, honest to goodness, strength. Um, so I strongly recommend watching 
anything that they've done together. Noam Dar, also um, a European-style wrestler. I believe he's from Australia or New Zealand. I may have been making that up completely. He could be from somewhere wildly different. Anyway, um, into the match. Um, great, great European match. Um, Hard-hitting. Pete Dunne, now named Butch on the main roster. I am, I have been, I am still, I will all forever be a Pete Dunne fan. Um, his work in NXT and NXT uh, UK uh, highlights who he is. The Butch character is fun. He's the, the pit bull, uh, always ready to fight. Um, I love that, but they didn't need to change his name. Keep, keep the name, Pete Dunne. He, he is back into his original ring gear, which is cool. Let his hair grow out and was short. So they're letting him kind of get back to the Pete Dunne of, you know, the, the Pete Dunne that he is. Um, but the Butch name, whatever. I love his finishing move, the bitter end. It just looks so smooth and powerful. Um, you know, Pete Dunne isn't the hugest of men, so to see him hit this move in, in the, way the, the way the challenger has to take it, um, super, super cool. Loved it. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, hard-hitting submission work, joint manipulation. Pete Dunne is big on twisting the fingers. Noam Dar uh, is big on manipulating the shoulder joints, um, the elbows. Uh, it, was, it was cool. Um, Dar ends up winning which is interesting. I did not expect it, but it works because um, Gallus, another tag team from NXT, great tag team, a European, uh, a UK tag team, they interfere and they attack Tyler Bate, which distracts, I'm not calling him Butch, Pete Dunne. Um, and, and from there, Noam Dar is able to take the last fall from uh, Pete Dunne. I like the concept, like I said, because it doesn't always end with, with uh, um, a, a pinfall, you know, with a victory. Um, you know, nowadays we see the 30-minute Iron Man match or the 60-minute Iron Man match, and it usually ends with like a three to four or two to three. You know, um, I don't love that personally. I, I, I love the old school zero zero into overtime or one one. You know, uh, but this this is different because you don't you only have to win the the two falls. So um, it's not it doesn't have to end with. Uh, um, I mean, I guess it could end with a tie, but it it doesn't. How to explain it. it? It doesn't end up being three, you know, three to three going in. There's only six rounds, so it has to be, you know, there's no tie in that respect. Can't have three and three. Can't have three and three. I'm getting spun. Stuck in the, uh, stuck in the, the rules here a little bit. But either way, uh, great, terrific match. I would love to see um, Tyler Bate join the um, Rolling Brutes on the main roster. That would be... Uh, um, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and uh, Pete Dunne. They call themselves the Brawling Brutes. European wrestlers, hard-hitting guys. Great to see Tyler Bate move up into something like that with them. Or uh, Butch show up more on NXT and aligns himself with, with Tyler Bate like he had before and like maybe like an offshoot of the Brawling Brutes. I digress. Great match, hard-hitting, cool concept. Um, whoo, into the final two events. I have lots to say here, so I'm going to try my best to move within, with the next 10 minutes that we have really left. Might go over to 30 today, guys, um, and gals. Next up, uh, the pre-main event, Carmelo Hayes without hype man Trick Williams, let's not forget, versus Ilya Dragovich, Dragonovich, Dragonov. Wow, that was impressive, Josh. John, keep it in. That was just a stumble for the ages. Mello is money. He is him. 
his entrance with the jerseys of his defeated foes, including Dragunov, he already had beaten him once, is a special entrance. It is terrific. It, it, it just shows you this dude has run through him. And, you know, he is, he's rash. You know, he's going to talk about it. Uh, they try to lean into the story of him, Mello, losing confidence without Trick Williams. I didn't really get that in the build. Um, I didn't really feel like that, that played a factor. Some facial expressions from Carmelo, Mays really, uh, Carmelo Hayes sold it. Um, he's the one that got me believing like it might affect him. They mentioned it at the beginning. I don't really remember them mentioning it uh, again um, as the match progressed. On to Dragunov. Holy cow. He's, not the, again, not the biggest guy, but his intensity... Wow, he is believable against anybody because of his skill in the ring. I'm reading him word for word what I wrote. His because I really liked it. His skill in the ring, and for me, his storytelling physically when he's on offense, and his storytelling when he's on defense and selling. His facial expressions, you can't. He's got to be the one to teach people because you want to see somebody that is affected when he's going going uh, when he's on offense. You want to see somebody that is just pulling from his bottom of his belly from the deepest soul when he's hitting his moves and, and just is locked in, getting goosebumps. He is so good. Maybe, maybe probably the best in all of WWE. Um, across all promotions, he's, I can't compare anybody to him, but I'll say he's top five minimum with his ability to sell and tell the story with his facial expressions and his body movements in the ring. Dragunov is incredible. Um, I'm afraid that on the main roster, he's an NXT wrestler. Let me put it that way. He's perfect for the, that brand and that style and the way they allow their stories and their characters to develop. Um, so hopefully, you know, whether he comes up at some point or not, he just, hold on, almost got to the end. Come back to it. Um, very, very believable near falls. Again, with the facial expressions of both when, when either one kicked out of a big move or finishing, you know, a finishing, quote unquote, finishing move. Holy cow, did they sell it like, what else can they do? Booker T, and I think it's Vic Joseph, the, the announced team was terrific, sold the big spot, sold the story. Really can't say enough about it. Um, I say that a lot. I'm going to say more about it, actually, because I have more to say. Um, uh, believable near falls. Blend of hard-hitting from Dragunov. Uh, Mello can hit, too, but the, the Dragunov hard-hitting style fast. Mello uh, matches up really well with his, his speed and quickness and um, a little bit, um, I want to say smoother moveset, meaning, you know, move to move, uh, quick kind of pace. Dragging off with a punch you, run off the ropes, kick you, you know, that hard-hitting style. So Mello is a little bit smoother with it. Dragging off is more, um, more um, just brutal, you know, more, more in your face with it, I guess. Uh, Back and forth, back and forth. Got plenty of time to tell the story. Holy moly, what a match. Dragunov wins. Dragunov is the champ. Ho, ho, ho. Applause. Stand-up applause. He deserves it. Um, you want to hear another, You want to watch another match uh, with Dragunov being the, the smaller man, the underdog, and still being believable, especially in victory? Dragunov versus Gunther for the, NK, uh, the NXT UK title. Um, gotta watch that match. I'm begging you all, go watch that match. That is bonkers. Um, and that will tell you why Dragunov is going to be a good champ. That's going to show you what he can do. Um, this match showed you what he can do. I love him. I love the result. Carmelo, where does he go? 
yeah, I could see him moving over to Trick. I, I don't. I like. I would like to think that they stay together without being a tag team. You know, they they continue to just be uh, each other's support system. You know, they're each other's guy. Um, New Day style, where uh, they can come back together. They can do their own thing. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. But um, I'm excited for Carmelo. He could come up to the main roster and be over up there. He can, you know, really do whatever he wants. He is that good. Where does he move in NXT? Story-wise, um, I'm very excited to see. The fans helped elevate this match. They were all in. They really have been all in all all night. Um, they just they and understandably so. The 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 reactions the crowd are giving these has given all the matches warranted um, earned by the wrestlers. And this match absolutely um, lines up with that. They earned the cheers. They earned the let, keep you know fight forever. They earned that this is awesome. Great, great, great. Got to check it out. If you uh, see any of the matches on here, I'd probably put that number one. Tag team match number two. Um, anyway, um, check out the whole event. Into the main event. Becky Lynch, the NXT Women's Champion, has the belt that got away. Versus Tiffany Stratton. Extreme Rules match for the championship. championship. Um, I'm going to be honest. Going in. Uh, I was curious, were we going to see Jade Cargill debut? Big WWE signee. Next episode, uh, the second episode of this week, I will talk about Jade. So I'm going to put a pin in, in that. Um, but I was. I was curious if we were going to see her make her debut. It would be very quickly from the signing, from when she was signed, only basically like a week. Uh, but that I, I, I was thinking about it. It was in the back of my mind. Extreme Rules is a tough match nowadays in WWE. Um, extreme rules for my generation, you know, I'm a little bit older than, than, than what we, you know, this generation, the pop, the main generation of, of wrestling fans. Uh, that's okay. Um, AEW's extreme matches, even their regular matches have the, the blood, have the, the, um, chair shots has, have more, um, brutality to them. So when WWE tries to do one, it's tough. It's a tough sell. Um, you know, without the over-the-top violence that comes with extreme, it's hard for the superstars to live up to the violence that is necessary for an extreme rules match. They did, they did great with it. Um, you know, they still, they still got everything involved, the chairs, um, the, a, a table or two, kendo sticks, of course. <sighs> they also brought out a barbed wire bat. I'm sorry, that looked awful, awful, especially considering that Stratton took two shots, um, sold it, but it, the, the pain of it was gone, um, she took two shots, and then I think she reversed the move on Becky, like, the next, the next lockup between them, so it served no purpose, other than what they wanted to be a cool, like, oh my god, barbed wire bat, the barbed wire bat looked terrible, absolutely terrible, Negan would have been, would be very, very upset, uh, beyond that, uh, wonderful spots, great near falls, Becky is a storyteller in the ring, um, you know, probably the best uh, of the women. Um, she's doing a great thing by, by going down to NXT and putting some people over down there, even even in a loss, putting people over, bringing shine to the belt, bringing eyes to NXT, and bringing eyes to these young ladies. Tiffany Stratton has it. Uh, she's going to be really, really good, is really good, and is going to continue to grow, I think, uh, once she hits her her real stride, even though she, you know, she's, she's been in big features in NXT. I think she has a whole nother layer to, or two to get to level. Um, and I think she will. Um, 
great ending. Really, really great ending. Manhandle slam onto a stack of chairs. Believable. Uh, after all the way, all the things that Tiffany Stratton was able to kick out of, this was a believable final move. You know, this was, yeah, of course she's going to not be able to handle, get out, kick out of the one, two, three. Manhandle slam for one, which is a protected move. And two, manhandle slam on top of chairs. Great way to, to keep um, Stratton strong in defeat. Uh, she held her own, her own against um, a future Hall of Famer in Becky Lynch, one of the best in the business. So Stratton, well done. Um, you are, you've, you've leveled up just by being in the ring with Becky, even more so by doing well against Becky. Uh, I'm excited to see what, what's next for you. Uh, rematch does not seem likely, though, because next on deck for Becky, Tegan Knox. I think that match is going to be wild. I think it's going to be a great show of respect style match. So you're going to see them really put some things in and sell the story, facial, you know, facial expressions and selling. I think both ladies are going to be um, just have a great match together. Hopefully Tegan Knox gets through it without hurting her knee. This poor woman has has really had uh, unfortunate injuries, um, you know, frequently back to back in certain in, in uh, a couple times. Hopefully she can get through it, and I don't mean to giggle. Um, it's just uncomfortable. Uh, I love Tegan Knox. I would like to see her take the belt from Becky. That's the kind of story that they can tell. So we shall see, but Tegan Knox on deck. Overall, hell of an event. It really did live up to the old school black and gold events. Um, maybe not all the way, but very, very close. Um, great matches, great storytelling. Um, just a terrific show of wrestling entertainment. Applause to the NXT talent involved. Um, you know, this is a show that I recommend people to watch. It has a little bit of everything. It has believability. It has great storytelling. Phenomenal, phenomenal event. Woo! Okay. And with all of that being said, it is time to end it. While I have you for these last few seconds, don't forget that you can find previous content, such as interviews, old episodes, new content, always coming on the Armchair Bookers Podcast YouTube channel, Facebook page, TikTok, IG. Like, follow, subscribe, comment. Please engage with me. Let me know what you think so I can tell you why you're wrong. Shout out to my producer, John Kiernan. Always, baby. Uh, the amazing artist behind my theme. Thank you, John. Uh, also, thank you to Mon Easy, the, feet, uh, the, the talent on my theme, uh, Into the Fire. Uh, you can find that on iTunes. Make sure you check it out. John also has uh, a ton of covers, ton of entrance theme covers, great work, other original music that he's created, John Kiernan Music. Check him out. With all that being said, John, throw me into the fire. That is Wrestling Podcasts. Look out for my other episode being released this week. Thank you. Deuces!